It's 1029 The Hog with Borna and Mandy. Very excited to welcome back. We'll call him a friend of the program, yeah. friend of the show. I don't know if this has been five to six to seven to eight times <laughs> that we've had Kenny Wayne Shepherd on, but always welcome to talk to you. Kenny Wayne Shepherd joining the program. How are you, Kenny? Great to hear your voice. Um, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, Kenny, coming to town on Thursday, April 28th, the Paps Theater, the 25th anniversary of Trouble Is. I'm sure, and I know, you know, you've had a great, always a great run here in Milwaukee and Wisconsin and, and the Paps and those venues you played, probably on the first incarnation on when you, uh, when you released Trouble Is. What do you, when you hear 25th anniversary, and that's not even your first album, 25 years ago, man, what's, uh, like, what do you, what do you feel? What do you, what do you think? When you hear that, well, it's pretty crazy to think that <clears throat> that I've been that I've lived long enough to have had a record out for 25 years, and you know, actually, Trouble Is is the second right. album, and so that means you know, the first one came out in '95, right. and then you know, I, I was I was doing shows before the first album came out as well. So this is a career that's going on like 30 years, man. And you know, the two things that are the most uh, impressive to me is that. I've lived that long, <laughs> and uh, and then on top of it, that we have a fan base that you know has been there for us and continues to be there for us for the long haul. Kenny, you say you've lived that long. You and I are about two months apart in age. We're both born in 1977, so it doesn't feel like that that long. Because I remember like starting in this business in radio, playing "Blue on Black" as a as a new single, and here we are all those years later. Still worked at all stations. That's a, that's always been a song that uh, has been on the air. I hear so, which is which is awesome. It's got to feel good for you too. No, it's fantastic. I mean, when I started writing songs, my goal was to write timeless music and hopefully songs that people would enjoy for decades to come. So, you know, and obviously that one probably being the most well-known. Um, but that's a, a huge accomplishment. It's something I'm especially proud of, you know. And the song has, you know, had a tremendous life and then it had new life, you know, uh, a couple of years ago when Five Finger Death Punch uh, covered it and then, you know, we did a version with me and Brian May from Queen yeah. and Brantley Gilbert, the guys from Five Finger Death Punch, and then ran it up the charts again to number one. So, you know, it's been a real interesting ride just with that one song in particular, but certainly grateful. I know you looked up to a lot of your idols growing up, Stevie Ray Vaughan and others, but then what it's like to have, what's it like to have Brian May of Queen do, uh, do a song of yours after all these years? It's got to be a bit surreal. Absolutely incredible, you know, and it's something I really didn't expect when we did that song. I didn't know that that, that was going to end up happening, so it was a bit of a surprise to me. And yeah, I mean, good grief. <clears throat> you know, I've gotten to do some amazing things over the years, playing with some amazing people, but, you know, to have somebody like Brian May um, playing on a song that I wrote, right, it's always been interesting. People have covered that song over the years so many times, and I'm always interested to see what somebody else's uh, interpretation is or what they're inspired to play over that song and that music and so for him to rip on a solo on that was like a huge thrill for me. So you're coming back to play a show at the Pabst. Let's talk about Ghosts. That place is haunted. I know you've been there before. I know you've seen Ghosts. All of Milwaukee is haunted. Let's talk about it. What have you seen before the crowd comes in or before or after the crowd has gone? You're in a safe space. It's fine. Well, I, you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we watch all those all those silly shows out on the road. Like, my band, like, guys in my band are obsessed with, what is it, ancient alien... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever it's called. And, uh, and then, you <laughs> yeah. know, there's the ghost hunters and, uh -huh. and all that yeah. stuff. So, we, you know, we watch that stuff. I have to say, though, we played that theater and what's the other one? Riverside? Yeah. Uh -huh. Is that the other one? Yep. There? And uh, I can't say that I've, and I'd be the first person to tell you, but I cannot say that I personally have experienced anything abnormal there. 
Okay. Maybe well, twenty fifth anniversary is about time. Coming right. back, maybe Ghosts next month. have been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special <laughs> occasion. Yeah, there's always right? a chance it could be this this trip. <laughs> April twenty eighth at the Paps Theater. Kenny Wayne Shepherd doing Trouble Is in its entirety. Live blue on black. More with Kenny next on the Hog. It's live blue on black. One hundred two nine the Hog. Speaking with Kenny Wayne Shepherd coming to the Paps Theater on April twenty eighth, performing the entire Trouble Is album. Uh, front to back for the 25th anniversary. Uh, Kenny, I'm sure you are rocked by the death of Taylor Hawkins last uh, Friday night, like a lot of the music industry was. Do you have any any interaction, any any good story uh, from uh, from doing anything with him or watching him play? Yeah, I did. A, I actually posted a photo on my social media of uh, the last time I saw those guys, and we were in uh, Seattle, and we were playing a concert that was honoring Joe Walsh. And uh, there was a lot of talented musicians that were there that night. But, you know, in addition to, um, you know, everyone was uh, Dave Grohl and Taylor. And so I got to sit there and watch those guys destroy, like, you know, they were playing this Joe, I don't even remember what we saw, I think it was called 49 or something. Yeah. Taylor's back, they're just destroying the drums. I'm sitting there standing right next to the drum kit at the side of the stage and just watching them. I mean, it's just incredible musician. And you know what? He was like, like everybody says, he was like the nicest guy. Of course, Dave always has been that way when I've been around him as well. So, and I never got those kind of vibes. I know they're saying, you know, that they think it might have been a drug overdose or something, but I never really got the vibe that he was like wasted or anything like that either when I was around him. But a tremendous loss for the music community without a doubt. I mean, you know, you could speak to uh, what I was think about him is. I mean, you could you can make he's a, one of the greatest drummers of the, like this this kind of generation that came up. But certainly one of the most guys that was fun to watch and the energy that he brings on stage. I mean, you're a guy that plays, you know, kind of ferociously and do long sets and whatnot. How do you, especially with the COVID thing and you know, having been at home and whatnot, do you have to get back in touring shape now that you're back out there? How what's it like? What are the physical demands like for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to have a certain amount of stamina. Uh, to, to perform for two hours straight, you know, and so there's that and then on top of it, you know for me in particular, it was my fingers, my dexterity and my fingers that I really had to build up my speed my accuracy and all of that stuff, you know, before I went back out because I went embarrassed myself What's, uh, you know, and I know, you know, from times we talked in the past I mean, you're obviously a big, a big family man father, I mean, he's a five, six kids now that uh, that you guys have yeah, with six beautiful children, six. keep uh, keep us really busy in a very lively household. You know? So six kids, and I imagine you know you're home for a while. The, the pandemic thing, and now now you're back out. Were the kids like, it's like, Dad, we're gonna miss you, or is it uh, okay? Time for you to go now that we're a little bit getting a little bit older, and like you can you can go back to work, and, and we'll be all right. No, I can honestly say everybody was uh, kind of sad for me to leave. They got really used to me being at home. Okay, uh, I think my wife in particular. Um, you know, because she's the one to have to hold down the fort when I'm gone. And I think, you know, we all had a great, I mean, look, we made the most of it. You know, we made lifelong memories. And that was the most amount of time that I spent in, at home uh, in my entire career. So, you know, we took the opportunity to do things that, and create memories for the kids. So it was like, you know, we loaded up in our in our van and like went to the Grand Canyon and we went hiking in Sedona and we drove cool. to the Smoky Mountains and camped out there and you know tried to do some things to give them the composite memories you know over the past two years. Earlier in the show, we were talking about NFTs, which is something I still can't grasp my mind around. Are there some Kenny Wayne Shepherd NFTs available during this tour, or when can we expect that? 
No, not yet. <clears throat> Although my attorney, um, you know, my entertainment attorney was like just mentioning that, you know, he thought that we should look at doing some stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of old. Fat. I mean, you know, I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> you know. So this stuff is all really new to me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows? I think we'll do something like that or later, but there's nothing right now. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I still don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, what does that mean if you're an NFT? What? It's non-fungible token, I yeah. think is what yeah. it stands for. So. Okay, so like Bitcoin, it's like the same kind of thing, but with your face on it. Like, is your face going to be on a on a cr- cryptocurrency? I have no, I have no it's, idea it, to be honest. It's with something you. like digitally. <laughs> that I don't know if it'd be like Kenny playing a song or part of. A song, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Kenny, would you ever play a song? Would you ever play a show in the metaverse? So like, <laughs> it's not actually you. It's your avatars, but somehow you're connected to your avatar and playing a show in the metaverse. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Is that something a, you would do? I think that yeah. I think that's a, a question that's more appropriately asked by one of my children because if anybody in my family is likely to do something like that, it'd be probably one of them if they end up being a musician. I there feel like go. by the time people are doing that. I'll probably be too old. The whole thing is just so crazy to me. I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. So every time it comes up, I feel my mind, like my head actually hurting. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Times are changing. Um, uh, I think I'll say this and I'll say this like, you know, in the, in the nicest way possible. We're all three of us, all old dinosaurs. We prefer live Kenny Wayne yeah. Shepherd in town. Uh, next month. Absolutely. So looking forward to the 25th anniversary of Trouble Is uh, at the Paps Theater on April 28th. Kenny, thanks so much for the time, and I can't wait to see the show next month. Hey, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for uh, getting the word out. We'll see you there. All right. It's Kenny Wayne Shepherd on 1029 The Hog.